guys from wherever they feel like it. It's two guys watch a movie. Who is your host? Two guys. Hey everybody, welcome to Two Guys Watch a Movie, episode number three! Woo, episode three! The Revenge of the Two, two guys. guys, yes. Uh, I'm Jordan Ehrlich. I'm Tommy Quartz. And this is our podcast about movies and movie-related stuff. Tommy, it's been a few weeks. It has. It's been a little while. Things have happened. Yeah. Life's happened. Yep. That's okay. Because we're back here. We're doing this. Uh-huh. We went and saw a couple movies. We did. We did. A um, couple of big February releases that we're going to talk about today. Uh, Birds of Prey and Sonic the Really Quick Porcupine. Yes. Uh, but before we do that, should we dive into entertainment news and such? Yeah. How did things do in the box office this weekend, Jordan? Well, let's see what's going on. So, box office this week. So, we're doing this on Sunday. So, these are all estimated uh, grosses for the weekend. Uh, So, number one is a new release with $29 million, The Invisible Man. Right. And that has Elizabeth Moss? Yeah, that's Elizabeth Moss. It's like a revamp of The Invisible Man. is this part of the uh, Dark Universe? No, no. It's not. Is it it made by... uh, is it Warner Brothers? Yeah, no, it's Universal. Universal. Uh, is it actually made by still? Them? Oh, yeah. And so it basically is part of the Dark Universe. Well, the... Wasn't someone famous supposed to be the Invisible Man? Johnny Depp was originally supposed to be the Invisible Man, but what... So what they did for this movie, instead of putting the focus, like, on the Invisible Man, uh, what they did was... First of all, they scrapped... They, I think they pretty much scrapped the whole Dark Universe thing by mm-hmm. this point. Uh, because of the box office failure of Tom Cruise's yeah. Mummy movie. Uh, which I never did see, did you? No, never did. But we it, should watch it. It was really funny. Um, I, w- I went to Universal Studios, uh, last time I was there, I think it was a couple years ago, and went on. you go on the Mummy ride, and you always exit through the gift shop on these rides. Uh-huh, sure. And it's a roller coaster. You go come out, and it was really funny that they, they were advertising, they had all this merchandise from Tom Cruise's The Mummy, including, like, a big, like, Mummy Title like it was clearly from the Tom Cruise movie, and yeah. you could smell the kind of smell the desperation of like, please buy our merchandise. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, it, but the the Mummy ride is still themed to the old uh, Brendan Fraser oh, movie. Good. That's good. I was concerned. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they kind of revamped instead of it being from the point of view of the Invisible Man. Uh huh. So Elizabeth Moss plays a woman who's been like, yeah, and she's being uh, like gaslighted, uh, and yeah, tortured and by abused yeah. by her. Did you see boyfriend it? or husband? I have not. No, I need to. Um, How did it uh, get critically received? Oh I'll man, tell you, I'll be on this. I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. This. Uh, but it got a ninety percent from n- critics and eighty nine from audience. Which people heck, love this. Maybe I should go see it. Yeah, I'm. I kind of want to go see this one uh, this week. Might do that. Uh, might do that this week. I'd be down. We should. We should do it. Okay, um, cool. In second place with uh, sixteen million dollars, Sonic the Hedgehog. Interesting. Uh, this movie has made $128 million so far. Uh, I believe this is domestic. Uh, what was its budget? Uh, budget for the movie, I can Including have Including the... Oh. Re- oh my god. Uh, that is a good question, isn't it? With all the... So $95 million is what I'm finding on here. Okay, so you're supposed to basically double that? 
Yeah, pretty much. And I think with worldwide grosses, it will do that. Um, I can't see any It'll reason. Break even. Yeah. Okay, well. I can't see them not making a sequel to this at this point. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, in I didn't hate it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was, it was okay. fine. We'll, we'll go, we'll dive into more detail. I got some thoughts on that. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. Oh, boy. Um, in third place this weekend with 13 million, about 13.2 million, The Call of the Wild, starring... CGI dog. Freaking, sorry, photorealistic dog. Couldn't like, they, could we not train dogs, guys? Why couldn't you train a dog and then, like, have computer? It just looks weird. Yeah, it does. And the dog looks fake, and it's like this uncanny valley of a dog. Easiest paycheck ever for Harrison Ford, maybe? Uh, yeah, Except I Except for Rise of Skywalker? <clears throat> yeah. I uh, I think I read the book Call of the Wild for like summer reading in high school. Oh, yeah. I love the but book. But I, I don't really remember it, to be honest. I remember the book was great, and I remember watching the, um, the Charlton Heston uh, version okay. of the movie that was made, I think, in the 60s, and I, sure. remember, the, I remember liking that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Rid- ridiculous. Uh, in fourth place, with uh, a little over $5 million, My Hero Academia Heroes Rising. Is that anime? I believe it is anime. Uh, um, Funimation Entertainment produced. Yeah, it's anime. Okay. I don't know much about My Hero Academia. It, yeah, it got a 91% from critics and a 98 from audience on, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. I, uh, I'm only vaguely familiar with it. It's like uh, yeah. high, superhero high school. I think is the uh, the idea. That seems like fun. Yeah, I think it's cute. I, that's that could be totally wrong. <laughs> I think they have a bunch of those uh, right now in Chicago. They have C two E two going on, which is the Chicago Comic and know? Entertainment Expo, uh, and I believe a lot of those voice actors uh, from My Hero Academia sure. are there this weekend. Have you been to that before? I oh boy, I went last year. I could spend a whole episode talking about that. Yeah, it's fun. I don't know if it's uh, for me and. I, it was cool. I went a few years ago and saw some voice actors I liked and stuff. And yeah. That's cool. But it was kind of an expensive ticket to have people sell you shit. It was, yeah. I was I was very <laughs> like, fortunate. Get into this yeah. flea market. This You know, it's a niche flea market, but it's like yeah. a flea market and you pay $75, $100 to enter. Yeah. I was very fortunate. I was part of a group last year uh, that performed there and I got oh, okay, to, nice. uh, I got a three day pass for free. I was very oh, fortunate awesome. to have that. Um, still free, paid, it's great. I still paid a bunch of money to go meet Paul Rudd. So okay, well, yeah, sure. That was, uh, that was awesome and worth, nice. it, worth every penny, yeah. I uh, met him and I met Donald Faison. But yeah, this year I wasn't really feeling it. This year, I don't know. Just like, huh, it does, yeah. it is a lot of money. Who, uh, who famous was there this year? Uh, the big name, uh, good amount of people, um, Critical Role. Oh, okay, Was sure. there this year, that ensemble? Uh, the big name this year was Mark Ruffalo. Oh, okay. Uh, which, you want a photo with him, $200. You want an autograph with him, $200. Wow. A lot of money. That yeah. is crazy. It was more than, well, Oscar nominee. Yeah, I know. It's just weird. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, you can also fit four people in... Like, you purchase one photo, and you can get yourself and three other people Yeah. in the photo. So, I mean, like, 50 bucks a person to meet Mark Ruffalo, like, might be worth it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's a fun place to get to, uh, you know, dress up silly. We did. We did dress up silly last yeah. year. It was wonderful. Um, we did, um, my, my fiance Gabby and I, we did, uh, we cosplayed as Indiana Jones and Marion Ravenwood. Love it. She had the brilliant idea to bring a stuffed monkey along. Is that? Oh, I, the, uh, the like, capuchin from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. 
I got some stuff to talk about with uh, Indiana Jones later. Actually, uh, we'll get to that. They're making another one. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to that in a little bit because there's some big news about that this week. Um, fifth place at the box office this last weekend with four point three million dollars. Bad Boys for Life. Sure, fun. We already discussed it. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And that's all we need for the Black Sabbath, I think. Pretty much, yeah. In sixth place this weekend with $4.1 million was Birds of Prey. Hey, there we go. That's a good segue. Yeah, that's... Oh, man, there you go. Yeah, seventh with $3.5 million. Impractical Jokers, the movie? They made a movie? They, they made a movie. Is it like a, just a long episode or... Maybe. Maybe it has a plot to... I don't... I never High watched budget? The, did it have a budget? I, <laughs> no, I'm saying... No, I'm saying like... Is it... You know, like Jackass the movie. Oh, probably. I saw um, Paula Abdul is uh, in the movie. I imagine they're paying sure. more people to, to, sure. to be in this movie. Oh, that's number seven. Number eight is 1917. Number nine is Brahms the Boy 2. And number ten, Fantasy Island. That's all I got for... Um, that's all I got for box office news... So now that we've finished talking about those, why don't we go into some entertainment news? News. News. So I'm going to kick this off today with, did you hear they're doing Jurassic World 3? They started filming that. I don't that. care. I haven't seen no. the last one. I hated the first one. It's called Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, did not, yeah, I didn't like Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, they are bringing back Sam Neill and Laura Dern for this one, and I like that. I guess. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, really, you could not get me excited for this movie in any way. Uh, Unless you told me the guy yeah. who says Clever Girl is back from the dead. They just re- resuscitate him. What yeah. Was his name? What was the character's name? We call him... Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, we just... know. You know, we watched this with a friend recently who'd never seen the movie before. Yeah. I think we ended up calling him either Shorts... Or yeah. uh, or leg, I think legs. Legs. She was she she was like she. He has really nice legs. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, yeah that, that was would fun. be the only way they could love get that. excited for it. You missed me, didn't you? <laughs> uh, and then like he's got the head of the raptor on a stick, and he's yeah. like, I actually took it down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not so clever, girl. Yeah. Uh, uh, so. Love that. I, I mean, I thought Jurassic World was particularly dumb, and I've watched a lot of the uh, spoilers for Jurassic World 2, uh, and it just seems like... It, it's it's interesting. I, I'm not going to go say it's good, but... I, it I mean, the first been, one made yeah. sense, you the, know? I, liked, I think the first Jurassic World did some things right in terms of, like... They've built this amusement park. Yeah, and, sure. They're finally and doing it. That this is what sense. it looks like. I, and, up to the, but, like... It, it, it just—it's computer-generated crap. Yeah, it really is it's bad. I also hold that first movie on such a like high, like I hold it in such high regard. It's really—it's hard to—it's hard to top it. Which well, it doesn't have to, but it's excellent. Yeah. Uh, something interesting that I found out this week. Go ahead. Is that? Uh, so to start off, right? So Knives Out. You've seen Knives Out. Loved it. I did too. Uh, did you know? Ryan Johnson revealed this this week that Apple does not allow bad guys in movies to use iPhones. Oh, really? So if you watch Knives Out, so spoilers for Knives Out if you have the not only, seen it. The only non-iPhone user. The only non-iPhone user is the guy. The guy. Okay. I'll well, we'll keep it there for yeah, now. Yeah, because um, it, it's a good movie. And yeah, y'all I'll should watch see it. it. Y'all should see it. But yeah, everybody's. I mean, there's a lot of questionable like 
people with questionable morals yeah. in this movie, but they're using iPhones. Interesting. Uh, so, if you want to spoil any movie in the future for yourselves... Did you ever see, what was it, The Conjuring, I think? Yeah, which uh, which one? I've seen the second one. Maybe, maybe one The Conjuring. Well, he used, there's a lot of Apple products in it. Oh, those movies take place in... I know The Conjuring takes place in like 60, the 70s. It's not The Conjuring, then it's the... Came out maybe a year or two after Conjuring. Okay. But it got good reviews. Anyway, he has an iPhone and a uh, MacBook and everything. Oh. And it's just like there's constantly the Apple logo in so every he's, scene. So he's obviously so a like, good guy. This is the scariest though. Apple ad I have ever seen. Does the demon use Android in this movie? Probably, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gets a picture and it's like, it's not the blue message. It's green. <laughs> it's green. It's not an iMessage. <laughs> He's got an Android. Get out of here. Uh, what else is happening, Jordan? What else is happening? Uh, move on to some Disney news. Great. Uh, so the they big new, the, moon. the big they oh, you give it a few years, man. <laughs> um, well, actually, going on that. So Bob Iger. The big news this week: Bob Iger stepped down. Oh yeah, as I saw that. C- in the uh, yeah, CEO of Disney. Uh, succeeding him is Bob Chapek, who gotta be Bob. He's a, it's gotta be a Bob. Uh, who most recently was he's a he's been with the company for a long time as a senior executive. Uh, most recently held the position of chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products. So the guy is clearly qualified. Right. Uh, and Iger is still staying on as uh, executive chairman of this, so he's still gonna lead kind of creative decisions. For the company until his contract expires on December 31st, 2021. So still got Bob Iger for a little bit. Um, big worry with this new guy, Bob Chapek, is he he kind of led with this sort of... It's called value engineering, which is sort of uh, work speak for trimming the budget oh, and kind of right. going... It's very... It seems He seems very budget conscious. Okay. Uh, so they might not buy the moon, but maybe oh. a comet. Yeah, sure. Maybe just. I don't comet. know. Um, but yeah, so there's a little bit concern there, I think. But I mean, this seemed like I mean, it seems like Iger's been planning this for a while to step down right now. Cause, I mean, he's done so much as CEO. They acquired Pixar. They acquired Marvel and Lucasfilm, and they've just finished the Fox merger. Yeah. They've this was like the time. This is definitely the time to do it. I think. Yeah. Because I can't imagine they're going to be doing a whole lot more with this company. Let's hope Go not. Forward. Yeah. No. Right. Um, speaking of Lucasfilm, did you hear that Steven Spielberg stepped down from directing Indiana Jones Five? Oh. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. He is giving the directing reins. He's still going to produce. He's still going to have kind of a hand in it, and nothing is official yet, but. James Mangold is in talks to take over directing. What else has he directed? He directed, most recently directed Ford vs. Ferrari. Okay. And the the big thing that people love is he directed the last two movies in the Wolverine franchise. He did the the Wolverine, which is the Japan one, and Logan. He did Logan. And and, uh, Walk the Line. Oh, well, fudge. These are great movies. You got an you got an Academy Award nominated filmmaker here who might be doing this movie, and oh, I would be down. I love Logan? walk the, love walk the line. I love Logan. Love, love, love Logan. Um, I would be down to see this, and Spielberg obviously is still going to be very hands on with this movie. What did you think of the Wolverine? The Wolverine. I really liked it. Where he goes to Japan. Yeah, I thought it was a little dragged a little. I haven't watched it in a long time. I gotta 
I gotta watch that one. I remember really liking it though. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I was a hell of a lot better than the fucking sure. the first Wolverine yeah, well, movie. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, what isn't? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of movies. Oh man. Are not yeah. There's there's only uh, a few movies that are worse. Yeah. And did you see Mulan trailer got, yet? Uh, no, did do a new one? No. What uh? You see that just got a PG thirteen rating. Oh, interesting, cool. Oh man, I think that movie's a little. That, that movie's kind of screwed a you little think bit. By PG thirteen rating, I there's don't think a so. well, there's a lot of factors that fall that, that go into that. Like, yeah. th- I mean, the big thing is I don't think this movie was. I, I think by having a PG thirteen movie, you've alienated a lot of your audience, which is like parents who are going to bring their younger kids to this movie who now... I wonder if they did demographic research to see these remakes. I bet... See, because, like, I'm thinking, like, for Sonic, you know, is it... When we went and saw, there were, like, six people in the audience and half were kids. Were there kids in that one? I thought there were kids behind us, weren't there? Maybe not. Yeah, there might have been. been. been, I think... No, no, there were were a couple in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, It'd be interesting to see the demographics of the the people who are going to see the Disney live actions. I think they were also kind of... Because this is based on a Chinese folktale. Sure. uh, Mulan. And... I think the big thing with this one is a lot of uh, I've re- I've learned this week that a lot of people in China did not like the animated movie that much because they felt like it seems like they kind of felt they made it into like it's the Disney cartoon yeah um, down to like the the crazy eccentric dragon yeah. sidekick I thought um, yeah I thought this was supposed to be a lot more uh, well respectful like, to Chinese culture yes <laughs> and like leans more into the folktale as opposed to being like a oh. true animated adaptation a la yeah. Beauty and the Beast or yeah yeah um. And I think they were counting on making a lot of money in China, but they're postponing. It seems like they're going to have to postpone the release in China because of coronavirus. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to lose a lot there. And who knows how much it's going to do domestically, but I can't imagine this is a cheap movie to make. No, I'm sure. Um, I mean, we'll see. I hope it's okay, but like, also, if a Disney live action adaptation flops, is that the worst thing in the world? No, no, not at all. I don't want to like. It would, yeah, yeah, it would be a shame if it was the one that was. If this was the one (laughs) that flopped, yeah, why couldn't it have been Aladdin? I saw Aladdin, by the way, this week for the oh, first time. Oh, the the new the guy yeah, Will Smith. What yeah. did you think? I haven't watched it. Yeah, uh, I thought it was okay. I mean, it was definitely different. Um, and I think the stuff that was different was what I enjoyed. Uh, not all the songs. Um, yeah, but like the Will Smith sticking around and pretending to be a servant, I thought was like cool and funny. And uh, yeah. there were actually a couple moments that were like classically Guy Ritchie directions. Oh, yeah? There's a moment at the end where they do, like, a fast zoom on Aladdin's face. Ooh. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was Guy Ritchie that was, like, straight out of Lockstock. Was, who was Jafar again? Jason Statham? Oh, Jafar was terrible. Okay. Jafar was the worst so- character I've ever, I mean, <laughs> he was so stupid. Why, but there's also another guy who's, like, a servant who's, who, like, looks like Jafar and could be Jafar. So, what you're saying is Jason Statham is not Jafar. Was Jason Statham Jafar? Jason Statham was not Jafar. No, that would have been great. I would love that. Honestly, anybody other than Jafar. Vinny Jones could have been Iago? Iago was literally just a parrot. So, like, all he did was, like, have you not seen Aladdin, uh, this one yet? No, no, no. So, like, literally all Iago does is, like, what? Cave of Wonders? Like, he doesn't doesn't actually talk. He's not, well, how can you replace Gilbert Gottfried? Well, it, it just anything. It was bad. It was bad, and they could have. Oh they, man, uh, does he become a genie? Does Jafar become a genie? Yeah, in this yeah. One? They, they, they do the thing. whole like same ending. Yeah. Wow. Um. 
Phenom- they even I'm say sh- phenomenal cosmic powers. Oh, I might. Uh, that's one of my favorite animated Disney movies. It's probably my number one, yeah. Um, I would put that. I almost Beauty and the, I think Beauty and the Beast is probably the number one. Really I ball at the end of that every uh, time I watch it. Yeah. Um, I love Beauty and the Beast. I do too. I also really love, it's an old, recent one, Princess and the Frog. Oh, yes! So good. I oh, put it with my classics. Love that movie. That's yeah. such a, I love the music for that. It feels like it has like 20 songs in that movie. Oh my gosh, really good. good. Um, it doesn't feel, none of them feel like huge Oscar grabs, like fucking uh, Frozen, Frozen 2. Two. Yeah. God. Um, new releases for next week. Only one really big one. Let's just talk about it. Speaking of Disney, um, Onward. Oh, the new Pixar movie. Let's see. Has it gotten reviews yet? It is right now 84%? at 84% critics. from the critics. Uh, it seems like this is not the best of Pixar, but still very good. It got censored in Russia, China, Russia. Really? Because there's a gay scene. Oh, there's a character gay who character. In this who I believe is played by, uh, you know, Lena Waithe? No. She, oh, she's an incredibly uh, talented uh, oh, writer and actor. She created The, the Shy. Uh, on Showtime. Okay, yeah. And she was on Master of... Yeah, I know her. Yeah, Master of None. She's terrific. I love Lena Waithe. Um, She plays that character in the... I know you're talking about that. That sucks. Yeah, apparently that's what... I hope this isn't that thing where it's like... I remember... It feels like every time Disney makes a movie and there happens to be a character... ...who's in a same-sex relationship and it's like, this is great, guys. It's gonna be wonderful. In Wait, what? Uh, Beauty and the Beast live action. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Josh Gad. Like, no, uh, Lafu. Yeah, Lafu. Where it's like the briefest, and there's a couple, but they made such a huge deal out of this, and then it turned out to be just like. Oh. And then J.J. Abrams for Rise of Skywalker is like, there's like oh, a background. Yeah. Ki- I never saw it. I saw it twice, and I uh, never saw the. Kiss. Yeah, there's like a shot of them of uh, a same-sex kiss in Rise I'm, of Skywalker. I never saw it. They made such a big deal never out of it, it, and it's like an extremely minor character, and like, yeah. which is great. I. I like that they're normalizing that. Yeah, no, it's great. But, but come on, don't make a big. Then don't make a big deal out of it. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that 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 should be a good movie. I'm excited to see Onward. Yeah, I want to see it. They'll probably make a good amount. It's a Pixar movie. I mean, this is one of those studios that makes money on yeah. like yeah name brand like studio alone. Like, so what? I think that's the only big release next week. So that'll probably come in first. Invisible Man will probably take second, right? Yeah. Then Sonic the Hedgehog will be third. That is my prediction for that. I think that's all we've got for entertainment news right there. All right. That is what's going on. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey? Yeah, this is a good segue. So... Just kick things off. Like, what did what were your immediate thought? What is your what was your reaction to this movie? I really liked most of Birds of Prey. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think about 85 percent of it was great, and yeah. then there was some that just felt weird and out of place and Suicide Squatty. I thought the first half of this movie. Was tr- it felt like the movie was trying to be like Deadpool? Yeah, and I it took a little getting into. Like, I thought uh, it, in one of the first scenes when she's like at the convenience store or something, I forget. Mm. Uh, I was like, is she intentionally overacting? Like it felt like it was this weird, you know, like she's trying to be the cartoon character from the animated series. Yeah, like it's kind of campy. It's a little campy. I like the camp. Well, they really embraced it, and I that was maybe like ten minutes into it when I was thinking that mm-hmm. uh, but by half an hour in I think 
the tone had sort of established itself as being this sort of like almost like musical theater campiness. A little bit, yeah. And it's like this, like it functions with her as the narrator. Like she's basically the narrator who's like, hey, I'm the one telling this story. So you, I'm gonna through her mind. She's like kind going. Of. She's going back and forth. I was like, oh wait, I have to get to this point. It's a lot of breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's not a complicated story, but it's told in a weird backwards way. I thought it was really, a really, really weird way to start the movie off. Like, I agree. It's it. I agree. It was edited strangely at the beginning, but I thought by the end it really came together. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's one. This is one of those movies that gets better and better, like the further yeah. it goes on. But so so by the end of it, you're like, uh, you're just like, I I really love. I yeah, really like this I movie. mean the character of Harley Quinn, who I don't particularly have any fondness for. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, uh, created by I think Paul Dini for Batman the animated series. She wasn't oh, originally really? in the comics. Interesting. And she became so popular that she eventually became part of the comics. Okay, cool. Um, uh, so that's one that yeah. Bob Kane can't take credit for? Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Bob Kane. Maybe rest in peace. Um, um, I just watched that documentary, Batman and Bill. Oh! About how uh, Bob Kane uh, didn't really make Batman or a bunch of the other characters. Oh, really? Yeah, there's... I'm really embarrassing myself now because they say his name so many times. What what's this movie called? Batman and ba- Bill. It's Batman on Hulu. and Bill. It's a little. Okay. Um, it repeats. Bill Finger is his name. Right. Yes. Yes. And yes. Bill Finger created Batman and most of the Batman characters. Uh, and Bob Kane took credit for them because it was this sort of unusual. It was this like typical relationship that mm-hmm. they had with animators, but yeah, Bill Finger got taken advantage of. And oh fuck that. And then you know. Never had the legal clout, and um, anyway, uh, that's too bad. Yeah, so and Bob Kane had you know so much money and legal right. power by having all you know his name on everything actually. So uh, yeah. anyway, regardless. So, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, she's a. I mean, she's a solid character. I think. Yeah, I really liked well, her. By the end of it, I thought yeah. she was charming, and I was. Uh, I, I really liked her. Um, and you think you owe a lot of that to Margot Robbie, who's I agree. just like. Who I also saw produce this, and that's why I was yeah, bummed that it only yeah. made so much money. I, I wish it had made much more money, considering what? that it's yeah. one of the better DC movies. Man, they have a whole plan for this, too, I think. I don't know if they're going to go forward with it now, but. This this was a gam. This is a bit of a gamble. Uh, yeah. I believe seventy five million dollar budget before marketing and all of that. So probably somewhere closer to what, like a hundred million. I I do think they really should have just called it Harley Quinn. It well, if you saw, and they like, should have made it just about Harley Quinn, and they could have put at the end Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah, you know, coming soon. Something well, like you know what Fandango did in the second week of release because it made they changed it. Yeah, they changed the the title on there so it said Harley Quinn. Birds and I, of Prey. Yeah, I have to agree that probably would have been better from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, Birds of Prey. I think this was this was a group that's been around for years. It was a TV show back in the day. Yeah, uh, consisting of these characters, Harley Quinn was not actually a part of yeah. this group, which consists of uh, Huntress. Who was amazing? Oh yeah, my we'll god! Let's get into spoilers for Birds. Of oh, Rain. there's going to be spoilers all over the place for this but, movie. Uh, um, just a hilarious character god. by the end of it. You know, I wanted more. Once she's cool, she's a badass, and the choreography yeah. for the fights in this was really fun. Really fun. Yeah, they all look like they're just like, and they're having fun doing it. Obviously, yeah, it um, was like comic booky, but and like you know, stylized. 
uh, but still like easy to follow and like fun and and I don't know, just entertaining. Yeah, really fun to watch. Uh, the la- that scene in the uh, the fun house at the very end of this is yeah. Just a lo- oh my god! He goodness. knew that was coming. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to see more of Huntress though. Like she doesn't. Do- she's yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead uh, plays Huntress. Just so fucking good in this movie. Yeah. She's so badass and so funny. Yeah, she's like trying to like. I love that scene. She's in the mirror and like kind of trying to get her like tough as nails <laughs> yeah. patter down. Mm. And she's so it's so much fun to watch. Yeah, she's and so she's funny. totally deadpan, and it's just this hilarious. I wish there'd been more of her in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, um, you got Renee Montoya, who's a GCPD cop played by Rosie Perez. Yeah, who was she, awesome. Yeah, I agree. They they only have one joke about her. Did <laughs> the, they, wait, which one? They only have one joke about her the whole movie. She talks like an eighties cop. She kind of does. Yeah, like a <laughs> cop out of an eighties movie. She uh, yeah, and yeah, that good. was really it. It uh, fit the motif for the for the movie. Yeah, though, yeah, and I was fine with these side characters being you know side characters and sort of flat. Uh, I, I, I do wish we had seen a little more of a change in Harley Quinn because she went from being like a bad person to like not as being bad a, of a not as even, bad person. But she still. literally says like maybe I'm not as bad of a person. By the end of this movie, she has robbed the birds of prey. Yeah, um, and so she's bad again, and I kind of liked that too. I loved sort of the unceremonious tone of uh, the. Uh, we haven't even talked about Hugh McGregor. Oh my god! Yeah, um, as uh, Black Mask. Yeah, like I loved his death. Was amazing. Oh, and just it was so good. Quick and it was, it was quick. Violent. It was gory. There's not enough. I didn't think there was enough blood in this movie. This yeah. was an R-rated superhero I movie. Felt like, like parts of it must have been re-edited to be R-rated. But then there's like a lot of background stuff a, that's very R. Yeah, there's a lot of like I mean, it's profanity and violence and. But some, I feel like yeah. they could have made a PG-13 cut of this. I think maybe, so. Honestly, maybe they should if they want to make more money. It didn't lean as into the like. It, it felt like it was somewhere in between, like a PG thirteen and an R. Okay. Well, before we get into you and McGregor's character, mm-hmm. we'll talk about characters in a minute. But, but yeah, can yeah. I give you my one remake rewrite for this for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it would have worked. I feel like this scene must have been shot when they wanted to make it PG thirteen. But when Harley Quinn goes into the police station and she shoots the place up with all the beanbag and confetti. I loved it, right? So what I wanted, though, is for her to be telling the story, right? And she goes in there, and it's that whole scene, and then, you know, it's her, like, going out the back door or whatever happens after that. And she says, yep, that's just how it happened. And they cut to a scene, and it's just blood and guts and and, and like a whimpering cop (laughs) on the ground. And it's like, you know, she was just telling the story of, oh, she was nonviolent, oh guys. Oh, God, that's fun. That would fit into that, too. It's that, like... Right, and it would be a more, cl- like, unreliable when, narrator. A lot of the of comedy, I thought, was not landing uh, in... There was some that was funny, but there was a lot of comedy that didn't land in this movie. And the tone was all over the place. Oh, yeah. It, um, I thought some of the music, too, uh, was Suicide Squatty. There's one in particular when she's going to confront Ewan McGregor, and they're playing... Uh, maybe not... Yeah. And they're playing "Hit Me with Your Best Shot" cover, and it's oh, like this. Oh yeah. Hit me with your best. Shot. Oh yeah, it was very and like yeah. And then they have this like Terminator drums like. Oh my god! Yeah. And it was like this is this seems really out of place because yeah, like a little uh, bit. I loved when they broke into Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend for like fifteen seconds. Oh, I. I got mixed feelings about... I think the the point they're trying to make, and correct me if I'm wrong, or if you have a different interpretation of that, like, it seems like that's kind of a window into her psyche, 
in that moment where she's sort of like deranged. Like she's very like dera- like she's yeah. generally like a very psychotic, like deranged person. And that seems to be like to me like kind of a moment where like it gets her into that like yeah. insanity. There, w- if that's what they're going for with that, it didn't feel like there w- for me like there was enough of that insight into her. I agree. I would have liked three or four more moments where we broke into song. I thought... It yeah. Was like, but I thought it fit the tone of what they should have... If And I think most of the movie, maybe 75% of the movie, maybe even more, gets the tone right. Uh, yeah. And I thought that was right. Uh, yeah, but it, it... Yeah, if you have like two more of those scenes, it would have been great. Yeah, Ewan McGregor's character... Most of the characters were fairly flat. I thought yeah. who who was the other uh, the Black Canary? Oh, Black Canary, yeah. Who um, we don't really know her superpower in the movie until the very end. Oh, and I liked that moment. I liked that reveal. Yeah, that was, was like good. she couldn't use it because it made her pass out. Like, uh, yeah, I dug that moment. They imply there's something bigger there throughout the movie, and then they finally unleash it. Yeah. Other than that, I really don't think she's a very interesting character. None of the. I mean, it's not. Not that it's not a well-written movie, but it's like, yeah, it does feel like I wish we could spend more time with these characters. I liked, yeah, I thought ever all the actors and actresses in this I movie, agree. I thought they were terrific. I agree, um, and we're doing an incredible job with what they're given. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I could I could use more background on everybody, and then you have um, you have this uh, this young woman uh, who assaults. So the plot of this movie, yeah, yeah, who. Turns out, I think she actually in the comics is a, becomes Batgirl. Batgirl. Yeah, yeah. So um, some people, well, there was there's one um, YouTuber I like a lot, Nando V Movies, who uh, mm. talked about changing the character Cassandra Cain because it's such a he says it's like it's such a good character, an interesting character in the comics that they're sort of using it as a throwaway mm-hmm. here. So um, I thought the character was good, fine as a yeah. plot device. And she's like, you know, Charlie Quinn, like, kind of looking after this, uh, this sort of young too. woman who's like, yeah, 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 God speaking to Deadpool, right? Yeah. Um, that would, yeah, it's, I like it. Yeah. They play well off of each other. Her, her and, uh, Margot Robbie and the, uh, young woman who plays Cassandra Kane. Yeah. Um, I think they're very, they interact well together. Um, I agree. I love the hyena. I love the fact that she oh, just has the a hyena. hyena. Was awesome. Oh yes, my god. That's the tone too. There's just like shit like that. I would have loved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he names it Bruce after Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I love the sight of this like hyena in a bathtub. They tried to get a real hyena for the movie, and uh, they obviously used a dog with with because like yeah. there's some parts where it's like licking her face. And I'm pretty sure it's, it's like that's got. Oh be yeah, dog. it's very computer. Well, there's a lot of computer animation with yeah. that. But they did try to get a real hyena, and they were just like, yeah, no, fuck that's, this. It's that's too dangerous. Gonna kill someone. Doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah the, I think so. I think the plan for this movie was you know using Harley Quinn kind of as the constant throughout this. What I imagine would have been a trilogy is they do a Birds of Prey movie. And then they do Gotham City Sirens. Okay. Which is, so where Birds of Prey are kind of, they're like anti-heroes, not really like superheroes. Kind yeah. Of. Um, the, the Gotham City Sirens consists of Catwoman, Harley Quinn, oh, Harley Quinn, there okay. you go, and Poison Ivy. So I guess the idea would have been to do a movie about Gotham City Sirens. Okay, actual bad guys. Yes. And who I guess are the, you know, sort of the our protagonists yeah. in this first one. And then they do Birds of Prey versus Gotham City Sirens. I think that was what they had intended to do. Yeah. But, I mean, this movie made 30... By the way, my box office prediction in our last 80? episode... Yeah. Uh, I think off. I was very optimistic about that. I was... Uh, I think I said 75 million or yeah. above. Yeah. I was way off. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Which I'm very sad. I'm. S- I wish this movie had made more money. I did too. It was good. It was a lot better than I was expecting. Oh. It's a bit of a gamble, just like a low budget like movie with you know heroes yeah. who you nobody really everybody knows Harley Quinn. Nobody really knows the Birds of Prey. I uh, we didn't haven't talked about, but I did not love the uh, villain, Ewan McGregor's character. Was, I had mixed feelings. Yeah, it was kind of just like he's crazy, and it's like, well, she's crazy, so we have to make him like really crazy. He's got some. He's very like uh, flam. I guess flamboyant is yeah. the word. Uh, he's very like it's very out there character. I liked the weird little assistant friend, Vic- who is another Batman villain. These uh, are both villains from the Batman okay. comics. Um, Black Mask, and then. This other guy, Victor Zaz, is his name, who, I think they went into this briefly, but, like, his thing is that for every person he kills, he marks, he cuts into his body and marks, like, makes, like, one mark per person. Sure. And he's saving a special spot for Batman. Okay. Um, but, uh, I think they kind of go into that a little bit. Yeah. They could have done something more interesting with him. I would, yeah, other than him being, like, Black Mask's lackey. Yeah. Like, it would have been... It would have been better, yeah. I guess. Yeah, villains are okay in this. He yeah. had some moments. There, he had some moments. Um, yeah, well, I just thought it went for, like, um, stereotypical crazy. Ooh, look, he's crazy. It's scary. Ooh, he's, oh, he's lost his mind. Yeah. yeah uh, I don't know, like, um, there's a the video game series I love, Far Cry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And Far Cry 3 is, like, the, the best. And it's, like, mm. uh, it's got a character, Voss, who everybody... Thinks it's great and scary, and he's like, you know, psychopath, mm-hmm. but like, you know, evil kind of manipulative person. And then every game since then has tried to make some crazy. And like the last one, Far Cry 5, it just had all these characters that were like, I killed a baby. Oh my god. You ever seen someone drink a baby's blood? What? They didn't really say that. But but there is a scene where a guy talks about how he killed a baby. And a very like Jack Nicholson vibe there. Yeah. You ever seen what it's like? Somebody drinks with with the devil and the pale moon. Oh god. (laughs) Just something I say to my prey. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Um but yeah. I would give Harley Quinn a B. Solid, solid B. Yeah. yeah. Birds of Prey. I really started off really weird, kind of wonky. The narrative's a little funky um, and not in a good way. Uh, but this got so much better as it went along. And I really, yeah. I, I wish this movie had done better. I really, I, I really liked this, though. This is a good movie. Yep. Um, now let's talk about on to Sonic the Hedgehog. Moving on to Sonic. So this movie, I... It's about a hedgehog. It's about a hedgehog <laughs> named Sonic the Hedgehog. I was looking forward to this one because Sonic the Hedgehog was my very first video game. I loved Sonic the Hedgehog growing up the video game. Did you have a Genesis? Yeah. Or, yeah. Same. Uh, yeah, you can do a level select if you do up, down, left, right, A, start before he pops up. What? Yeah. How did I know... Not know about this. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, it gets really hard. I still can't beat the second or third level. I remember, yeah. I'm terrible at the video game. I get get the same. I can't get past, I don't think, like, level four in that game. Yeah. Uh, No, it's... I'm I'm just bad at platformers in general. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's not... It is a hard game. Yeah. Some, the water levels are what murder me. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Literally, because yeah. you don't get a bubble in time. Yeah. Yeah, die. Um, I can't get... Sonic, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is the same way, which is the first one with yeah, Tails. Yeah, Sonic 2. 
um, which I also loved. I used to play that with my brother yeah. all the time. Same here, because you can do the two player. Yeah! Um, but I loved playing as Tails. Uh, yeah, and I really loved the character of Tails. This, yeah. Um, well, good news for you in that this movie... I mean, it started spoilers, but spoilers. like... He shows up in the last sh- second for yeah. a quarter of a second. There's a mid credit scene with Tails! <laughs> who I looked up and is actually voiced by the same person who's been doing it for the last several years. Oh, cool. So that's cool. Um, this movie... <sighs> I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine. It was alright. It's so... I like what they did. So to set up the plot of this, so Sonic is... Yeah. He's from a universe. He's got this great power, but people want that power. So that he is forced by the Obi-Wan owl to hide in various universes. Yeah, and I liked the idea of the rings being universe yeah. teleporters. I thought that made the rings seem real valuable. Yes. So like when he, toward the end when he drops them all and they like, it you makes hear that, that noise. Yes! Oh my god. It me out. It, day, but like. it was a really good use of um, the... This is a really good use of el- using the elements from the video game yeah. in another way. Like... And also, the name of the town in, was Green it Montana? Hills. Green Hills. Yeah, what's well, funny. Named I'm after from, the first level from the game. Uh, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and yeah. there's a part of town that I'm very close to being from uh, that is Green Hills. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. They're like the Green Hills Mall and shit. Why didn't they go to Tennessee? They should have gone to just, just gone to Tennessee. Gone to Nashville, yeah. Well, they had to go to San Francisco for this movie, so. Sure, there's hills. So. There are hills there. That uh, is true. There's hills in Nashville, too, but they're not as steep as the ones in San Francisco, probably. Very steep in San Francisco. They're not fun to drive down, I'll tell you that. I'm sure. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, there was a really good use of using the elements from Sonic the Hedgehog and yeah. setting it up and, like, using the characters in that universe to kind of, like, build a plot. I really... I liked that. Yeah, some other things I thought they did that were pretty good uh, was the the speed element. They were... I thought yeah. some of the direction and stuff, for the most part, they felt like the speed they got right. I think so, too. I like Aside the, from the ripoff of the X-Men... Oh, my God. Scene, like so, a, at one point in this movie, they... So, they... Yeah, it's that... It's a direct from, ripoff from X-Men... Days of Future Past. Yeah. Where it's Quicksilver and like he's moving around. Time at, in a bottle. Yeah, he's moving around. Exactly. He's moving around at normal speed and everybody else is frozen around him and he's like. Setting them, everyone up very, to get killed or, like, you know, hit right when time, when he goes back to normal time. Various like Rube Goldberg esque like. Yeah. Ways of taking people down. An almost identical scene inside. And they do it twice in this movie. Yeah. Um, it, it, it it would have looked cool if X-Men hadn't already done this. Yeah. And if they only used that once. Yeah. I wish they'd only used it once. Yeah. In this. Um, I like the idea that he's not able to be at his full potential just yet. Sure. Like, he works his way up to building it. And, like, when you see... So the plot really kicks off when he accidentally makes the power go out by going fast by like using the bases yeah <laughs> doing that whole like superman at the end of the first movie kind of thing where yeah. he like runs around really really fast yeah. and like i like that idea that like he's not able to control it just that just yet yeah and ben schwartz in general who plays sonic in this i thought he was cute i thought it was good perfect match a lot of this movie uh seemed kind of juvenile but there were also some <sighs> jokes that were like not juvenile at all yes it's this <laughs> thing where Remember, like he's using a payphone he's like only drug dealers oh, use oh payphone. my god there's literally like a reference to there's a reference to breastfeeding there's a reference to picking shit out of somebody's fur like <laughs> it's a it felt like that awkward thing 
where they're trying to make jokes for the adults, but they went, like, a step too far yeah. with all the jokes. Yeah. Like, who, it, the, there's those moments where it's like, who is this movie for? Like, because the rest of the movie did feel very juvenile. Like, it feels like a, like a, not even a family movie, like a kid's movie. Yeah, it does feel like kids. Which, if you're going to do a kid's movie, I mean, lean into that tone. Yeah. And don't, like, they kind of push the boundary, like... One thing I remember really sticking out to me was in the uh, scene where they go, they go to a honky tonk bar at one point, and they they Sonic wants to just have a good time. It's kind of a bucket list item. Crossing, I and James Marsden's character, James Marsden is in this movie. I got thoughts on him later. Um, his character tells the waitress, "Make his a mellow yellow," and it's like, no. I want to see Sonic get wasted right now. Sure. Let Sonic drink a beer. You're already making all these adult jokes. It fits in with the scene. Also, a lot of product placement in this movie. Oh my god. Um, The most egregious... I've seen less egregious product placement in commercials. (laughs) (laughs) What was the line where early in the movie, James Marsden's wife is... He's like, what are you doing on your laptop? And she's like, I'm looking at... Houses on Zillow. <laughs> Literally just like, I'm just looking up apartments on Zillow. Not even like, oh, I'm just looking at apartments. You could have left the logo in the background there. Yeah, and they just show and they cut to like a full screen like, image of the website with Zillow and like... and Which is okay, but like the dialogue in that scene is literally like, I'm just looking up apartments on Zillow. I mean, when we saw it together, I looked over at Jordan and was like, what? Like, what <laughs> and is And then this? they had the most insane Olive Garden ad. There's so much Olive Garden. I kind of like the Olive Garden. Like They, they finished that. They, they sort of fixed the Olive Garden ad by making it at the end there, but uh, yeah, there's but a the mo- middle yeah. Olive Garden ad where they literally just say, "When you're here, you're yeah, <laughs> your family." Your family. Uh, <laughs> it's like, but there's that moment. At the, I did like that moment at the end where uh, I saw the joke coming. I knew that was coming. Where yeah. the government, in order to keep things quiet about what's happened, they give the lead character. They, in order to pay him and his wife off, they give him a $50 gift card to Oliver. I thought that was funny. I agree. I thought that was funny. It was a good moment. There's some good moments in this movie. Jim Carrey also is like... Jim Carrey is great. And there were some cast. almost Dr. Evil-ish moments in there yeah. that were just like hilarious. And he's totally into this character. He's so... And Robotnik in general is just a very like out there character. He's very... Enthusiastic. He's insane. He's yeah, and energetic, his, and his relationship with his sidekick, Mister. St- what was his name? Stone. I don't know. I think it was Mister Stone. It's incredible when he punches him in the gut. Oh my god! I lost my mind. It's so it's just ra- just randomly hits him in. Oh, another thing. This is back on Sonic, but another thing on Sonic was that uh, he would like make all these like pop culture esque jokes, but then also like yeah. he's from a different universe and doesn't know what is like, it he that, didn't know what a chili dog was. Is it yeah, is it that like Captain America thing where he's like he picks up these bits of pop culture as it go go along and he's maybe he's doing that over the years. Cause there's a moment where like you see him kinda like vicariously living through James Marsden and his wife. Yeah. Uh, and they have their movie so, night yeah. and they're watching the movie Speed in a which is a hard R action movie in a kid's movie. Yeah. Uh, they're watching Speed. Um, <laughs> and you feel it feels like he's kind of picking up pop culture as he goes along and he's like living through them. Yeah. Picking it up through them and the various townspeople. Sure. Like, it sounds like he's been there a while. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it is interesting. He just he know he knows half of pop culture and not half of others. Yeah, but this my yeah my big issue with this is like it leans too far in too far almost because here's the thing about Sonic the Hedgehog is this game has been around for years and you got people like myself and yourself who mm-hmm. have played this game and spent many years with it and I I would love to have seen like a balance. Of a movie, not only for the kids, but also kind of for us. Sort yeah. of like what Detective P- Detective Pikachu kind of wrote. Well, and Detective line. Pikachu took itself seriously to where a kid could enjoy it. Yeah, and it's like not a complicated, you know, story, but it has an emotional depth that maybe wouldn't be appreciated on a, on a you know, kid viewing. And there's kind of an emotional, a well, little bit of. It's a very they like try. it's on a kid, on like on a kids movie kind of level yeah. where. Sonic wants this, like, I guess he just wants friends. Yeah. That's his, that's his bucket list item. He wants to f- right, have sure. a friend. Um, which is kind of, which is fine. for If you're yeah, going to make cute. that kind of movie. Yeah, it's fine. But I think he wants something. And this is kind of where I'm going with this. This is the idea I had for, like, a Sonic the uh-huh. Like, my type of Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, my issue with James Marsden's character in this is, like... There's moments where he seems like he's trying to be funny and he's like <laughs> not. It's just really I, it didn't feel like the right casting for that. And I could I think they wanted it seemed like they wanted like a Paul Rudd type. Like it felt like oh, this yeah. was kind of written for a Paul Rudd type. I see that. Who and, and so here's how I would do this movie. You keep Ben Schwartz as Sonic. You keep Jim Carrey as Robotnik. Recast James Marsden with Paul Rudd. Make the movie so you have Ben Schwartz on the set, because his stuff felt like there was... I would have loved a lot more room for improvisation, which is hard yeah. to do with a, a yeah. movie where your main character is a computer-generated creature. Yeah, absolutely, but... But, like, have them live on set so they're able to have this back and forth. I, see, I thought they were trying to make James Marsden... You're right. I, I didn't think they... I can't think of a moment they tried to make him funny, but they tried to give him a couple lines here and there. But, like, uh, I thought they were trying to make him the straight man to Sonic's, like, wacky pop culture guy then lean more into that and even yeah. make it maybe even a more little more adult like, like i mentioned before like instead of him drinking mellow yellow yay product placement have him drink a beer yeah well i think drunk. yeah and i think like uh yeah and you could have had him be like this stoic guy who won't acknowledge that he's sonic's friend like yeah you know like ah oh, no i'm you know ron swanson he kind of a no oh my god can you imagine i don't have, I don't have friends movie? yeah honestly he could have played uh, if you if you'd have gone if you'd had Seth or the, uh, Sonic go real you know nerd go real in the, you know yeah goofy have him more go more all out maybe a little more risque like I would watch a PG thirteen Sonic and sure. pump up the action I could kind of picture so the like um, it was good it was fun uh, it was... I thought they were trying to replicate the game too much too by having him like. Just bounce on the robots. A lot of Sonic. There's a lot of Sonic Dash in this movie too, which and is he okay. just like rolls on, like yeah, just just like the ball thing yeah. onto the robots, and that's fine too. But I, we don't have to do that. He can like you know rip them apart or do whatever, or even. I kind of want to see more. I was playing. I'll be honest. I was playing Sonic Adventure this morning. Yeah, uh, a little bit, and I would love to see more like high speed frenetic chases. More, yeah, more explosions. More I wouldn't be, if Michael Bay tried to produce a version of this movie. I might be okay with that, yeah. provided he didn't have any hand in writing it. Sure. Um, 
But kind of more, I would love to see a more more action oriented. Yeah, yeah, I thought the action, like the high speed action, when they did it right, was fun. It was pretty. Yeah, um, I liked the car chase, like the on the highway where he's like, "I'll catch up to you," and like, yeah, goes quickly. And I liked that sequence for the most part. There's a one moment I love at the beginning of this too, where he's giving the turtle uh, a fast ride. Oh yeah, at the beginning, <laughs> and the turtle's just like yeah. loving it. But I would love to see have seen more of a movie. That, One thing uh, I thought was yeah. fascinating at the beginning was when they showed, I guess, Green Hill Zone, uh, in his his original world. Mm-hmm. Uh, before, oh yeah, and it was like him like flying up these loop de loops, and it looked like a like an awesome decked out level of Sonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like Sonic One, uh, but it looked like a three D and like had depth in this. To it. I would like to yeah. see something that I I mean I wouldn't mind you know a whole. Like an exploration of that universe. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a whole fully animated Sonic movie. Uh, I mean, going that would be that would be cool. Um, and I think you could go more action. I mean, you could go yeah. more action. Certainly, like it'd be easier to animate, I'd imagine, than to stage something in the yeah, real totally. world. Uh, I guess on that note, I mean, they are obviously gonna make a sequel to this movie. I think this is this is now the highest. This had the highest grossing opening weekend ever for an, a video game movie. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Beat Detective Pikachu is $60 million. Interesting. Um, opening weekend. They're definitely... It's made a lot of money. This is going to have a sequel. What can you see in that sequel? Um, more Jim Carrey. Yeah. But I can't see them affording that. So at the end of this movie, <laughs> so Jim Carrey... Robotnik's sort of been banished I to this he's like universe. He's definitely got more of a mustache going. He's starting to lose more of his sanity. It's going to lean... If there's a sequel to this, it'll definitely lean into that more... Yeah. Like, unstable Robotnik. Yeah. Because he was, like, hired by the government in this movie, which I... I liked I liked that. Yeah. Like... And they didn't yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, I thought his character was completely bonkers and well executed. If Which fits Jim Carrey so well. Yeah. Because he is bonkers. Um... But a sequel, I, I feel like they would lean definitely lean more into the Robotnik stuff. Um, Tails is definitely, I mean, in the mid-credits scene, Tails shows up. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Sonic's got any previous history with him in this world version of yeah. the story. Yeah. But and at the beginning of the movie, you see him getting chased by this tribe of what looks like echidnas. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is, is Knuckles. Yeah. Uh, Knuckles' race. So what I could see, I think in the video games, Knuckles wasn't necessarily a bad guy, but he was somebody like taken advantage of yeah. by Robotnik yeah. to take down Sonic in order to kind of like fulfill his own needs. Sure, um, yeah. He's very gullible, a very gullible character, Knuckles. Um, I could kind of see like the Echidnas kind of coming back into play with this and like in a future movie and like really going after that storyline. And also like they haven't even delved into the Chaos Emeralds yet. Yeah. With this. Which was a big part of the video games. Yeah. I liked the credits, how they made it into uh, the bonus levels. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cute. This is not a bit, not the worst of the video game. This is better than Tomb Raider, not as good as Detective Pikachu, I think I, I thought. might have preferred Tomb Raider to this. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, gotta <laughs> read, I mean, I haven't watched it since... Since we saw it, yeah. yeah. I but... don't know, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe. Um, yeah, this was, it was fun. I... I wish this. Wasn't I think as the much product a... placement is is truly unforgivable. 
It was really <laughs> bad in this movie. It's, I mean, it's it's aggressive. only a, it's only a few, but like in those moments, they're just like super. It is super yeah. aggressive. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, it, this is. I wish it hadn't leaned so much into the being a kids, not even a family movie, a kids movie. Yeah, I wish it had been more accessible for people like us who like grew up with the video game. Yeah, I mean, if that's you know, if you're making a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, like kids. I guess there's Sonic games all the time, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, kids. Cert- I'm imagine kids certainly know who Sonic is. I mean, a lot, especially yeah. after uh, Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. Know your audience is more of a better than yeah. Who who is this movie made for? Is a really good question. I mean, what would you finally give it? What your final grade? Final grade, probably C plus. I was gonna say C plus. Too. Yeah. Okay, C plus. Not bad. C Got plus. a C plus. Cool. You passed. You you barely barely. <laughs> So, we're going to take this now, or I think we're going to close off today by going into a segment called Questions. No! Oh, that's so cute, Jordan, that song you just wrote for me just now. That's my, that's the questions theme. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's how it went. I played that for you last time. No, right? I know, I'm okay. t- oh, tuning them. <laughs> Once I, because we just heard it. The theme song we just heard. Yes. Oh, yeah, it, of course. It played in real life, that, too. I did not definitely, definitely just do my own makeshift one to uh, <laughs> substitute in later with the real thing. Uh, so probably I'll be kind. <laughs> all right, Jordan. So, you want, yeah, do you want to start with, uh, do you have a, we got a, a you had a really good one. We no, get, I'm not going to do it. Let's not do anything that heavy today. Not heavy? Okay. I, I just wanted to ask, we were talking earlier about video game movies. Yes. So tell me your favorite video game movie. My favorite? Of oh. all time. Oh, I mean, right off the bat, uh, Detective Pikachu. Okay, that's a pretty good one. Honestly, like, I mean, because everything else kind of, like, pales in comparison. Like, I I grew up, for some reason, I grew up loving the Mario Brothers movie. That was the first one that came to mind, and then I was like, that's a, I I have It's so weird, but I really loved it. Um, It has nothing to do with the game. No, really, it just does not. Um, Bob Hoskins as Mario was perfect casting for that. Yeah, and, and... Uh, <laughs> who plays Luigi? It's uh, John Leguizamo. Yeah, and his name is Luigi Mario, and Mario Mario and Luigi Mario Mario. Mario. I can go. With, I I would buy into that. I buy into that specifically because <laughs> they're the Mario it's brothers. Goofy. Yeah, like it's a goofy like Mario. I like the idea of it. Honestly, the whole concept of the different dimension. Whatever. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's the thing of like taking stuff from a video game and like kind of repurposing it. Kind of what so- like what Sonic did. Uh, except it, the results for Mario Brothers, if I remember correctly, were not as great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you. So Mario Brothers, you 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 would say Mario Brothers? Yeah. Or like that. I and so you. This actually segues into my question. Mm-hmm. What your question to me? Which oh, you posed to me earlier. Yes. Oh boy. So, for, so this week, I think last episode we talked about how Alamo Drafthouse started doing these things called rowdy screenings for the movie Cats, which mm-hmm. you go there. You kind of like, it's sort of like a la Rocky horror where you go and shout things at the screen and throw things and drink and be merry and generally kind of make fun of the movie. Um, but it was the the best movie theater in the world, uh, the Music Box Theater here in lovely Chicago, Illinois, has announced this week that they're going to be showing Cats as part of their Drink Along series. Uh, in May, they're going to do this. And I got my tickets for that. I'm excited about that. So that made me think of, yeah, made me think of the question that I had for you this week, which was, is there a movie, like a terrible movie, that deserves a second life as a 
cult classic or like a midnight movie. Other than Mario Brothers. Other than Mario. <laughs> which I think it already sort of has a little one. Uh, there, I can see that. There is, and you may have, this is probably does have a little bit of a, a following as a cult classic uh, yeah. midnight movie, but not, you know, it's not a household name, and that is uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> Interesting. Remind me what that's about. I, that's a horror movie, right? It's an 80s horror movie. Okay. I think it's 80s. I think it might be 80. Uh, but it's about a guy who uh, is, it's like, he's a he's like a baby or like a toddler when on Christmas Eve... Uh, his he's like in the backseat and his parents are brutally murdered uh, and his mom is raped and brutally Ooh. murdered in front of toddler him oh, by, God. by a man dressed as Santa Claus. Ooh. And so then the little boy grows up in foster care and he's like happy and healthy and well adjusted and he gets a job no, he's at not. this. And he gets a job at this this like uh, it's like you know just like a general store. And uh Christmas time comes around and the owner of the store is like, hey, we need someone to put on the Santa outfit oh. for Christmas. Will you do it? And so he puts it on and when he puts on the Santa outfit, he goes crazy and starts murdering oh, people God. left and right. And it is just great. It sounds super... Is this a campy movie? Oh, it's... I mean, okay. it's bad. It's, oh, I mean, man. It's, it's like... Uh, it's it's phenomenal. Uh, oh, we watched it a bunch, my friend and I, who now makes horror movies. Oh God, that uh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, it's uh, particularly good. Oh man, I got a campy one too for mine. Oh man, tell you a movie that I think might have a little bit of a follow. Mine might also have a bit of a cult following, but also I don't think it really does. Nobody ever talks about it. It's a movie called Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Uh, this the Beatles movie. This is a Beatles musical <laughs> movie from the seventies. This was produced by a gentleman named Robert Stigwood, who produced Grease, the movie Grease, and I believe also Grease 2, uh, speaking of camp. And it it, it follows the storyline of uh, Billy Shears, who's played by Peter Frampton, and him and his band, played by the Bee Gees, yeah. have to do battle with like this nefarious group that... It's gonna. It's it's crazy. I can't even explain the plot. Of this goddamn movie. It's so. But it's so bad. And it's so. It's really campy and stupid and really fun to watch. Well, Beatles have a bunch of movies, don't they? I, they have this one, and they have Yellow across Submarine. across. Oh, Yellow Submarine. Well, there's like there's Beatles. There's like movies with the Beatles, like so, you know, Hard Day's Night. Not yeah. Okay. So oh no, 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 no. It's not a Beatles movie. This is not, not a Beatles. Okay. I figured uh, they were the bad guy band. No, 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 no. Um. You want to know who the bad guy band turns out to be, though? No, who? Aerosmith. Uh, wild. I think they're literally called Evil Villain Band. So they, <laughs> and, but they do a kick-ass cover of uh, Come Together. Oh, I'd love to see um, that. It's, there's some good parts of this movie. Earth, Wind, and Fire also does a great uh, Got to Get You Into My Life. Okay. Um, some of the covers are okay. There's some really shitty ones, though. Like Steve Martin does Maxwell's Silver Hammer at one point. I believe this was Steve Martin's first movie. I think this is pre The Jerk. Hmm. Um, Alice Cooper does a really weird version of the song "Because." Okay. Um, and yeah, start this movie stars Peter Frampton. Yeah, and the Bee Gees. All right. Well, I'd love to see it. It's horrible. It's campy. It's fun. Yeah. It's similar to the, Across the Universe in that it takes the Beatles music oh, yeah. and like puts it into its own narrative. But yeah, really, I wish that would get more of a cult following. That's a drink along movie right there. Yeah. 
So that I think about that that about, uh, just about does it for the episode. Two guys, we did it. Uh, so a little had our little February wrap up. Uh, happy March, everybody. Uh, some good movies coming out this month. I hope. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe. We're on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. If we said anything wrong, let me know. Yeah. Send me an email at. No, don't do anything. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, leave a comment. We don't. Know, I don't think we have any comments for this just yet. So, yeah, we love feedback. I don't care if it's a critique. I don't. You don't care if it's a critique, right? Uh, no, I, I, I definitely don't want any critiques. No critique. Okay, <laughs> just kidding, guys. No critiques. It would hurt my feelings. But do write and review us. They're uh, sensitive. Yeah, yeah, as long as it's a good rating. Yeah, as long as because <laughs> if it wasn't, that would also hurt my feelings. As long as it's good. Guys, thank you so much for listening today. I'm Jordan Ehrlich. I'm Tommy Quartz. We'll see you soon, guys. Take care.